This is EntreEd Talk, the podcast for entrepreneurial educators by entrepreneurial educators. We are your hosts, Toy Hirschman and Amber Ravenscroft. This podcast is created by the National Consortium for Entrepreneurship Education, or EntreEd for short. Hi guys, welcome back to EntreEd Talk. We're super excited today that it's just going to be Toy and I talking to you. And so we're going to, we haven't done this in a while. When we first launched this podcast, you know, failing forward was our mission and (laughs) we have had such success bringing in some really special guests and we're really excited about that. But we wanted to take this opportunity to talk about a couple of things that EntreEd has working down the pipeline and just kind of share some of our initiatives that we have upcoming so that our listeners can really learn about that. So with that, I'm actually going to throw it over to Toy, who's going to talk about one of EntreEd's key initiatives, America's Entrepreneurial Schools. Hey, everybody. So it's so fun to be here with just me and Amber. Sorry about you, but that's what you're getting today. (laughs) We have a lot of fun with this podcast, and I'm so excited to be able to tell you a little bit about uh, an initiative that EntreEd does, which is called America's Entrepreneurial Schools. We touched on it a little bit back in the very first podcast. But I wanted to really hash it out because I think that there's probably some schools out there that would be interested in becoming part of the America's Entrepreneurial Schools family. About four, almost five years ago now, we launched this initiative and it was back then it was a pilot program, but it went so well that we are now expanded. We, we've had a, a much larger grant uh, funding that we're using to onboard some schools. And then we're now seeing a lot of self-paid schools and schools that are using funding from other places to become part of America's entrepreneurial schools. So what is that exactly? At the heart of our America's entrepreneurial schools program is our mission uh, for every student every year to be exposed to some level of entrepreneurial thinking, experience, activity, something. We don't put any designs on that and we don't throw a curriculum around it. We have found that by going into schools, and handing teachers a ready-made curriculum makes people very angry (laughs) because teachers are very, very busy and they just really don't have time for one more thing. So that is is where we started. And, And so what we do is go into schools. We talk with teachers about the entrepreneurial mindset, and you've heard a lot about that if you've listened to this podcast. And try to help them understand that how they can take their existing curriculum and add those entrepreneurial activities, but in a way that doesn't derail what they already have, what teachers already have to do in the regular school year. So you can take your curriculum, even if you, you know, English teacher, math teacher, PE teacher, we can help you figure out ways to bring entrepreneurial, entrepreneurial mindsets and entrepreneurial activities into your classroom. And what ends up happening as teachers, as we found, teachers end up having a whole lot more fun with the content. And you know, sometimes when we, when we do a, a teacher professional development, we'll go into schools and say, start with a conversation with what's the thing that, that you struggle with during your school year? What's the thing that kind of makes you mad um, that's difficult to teach or the or the thing that that students just don't really get um, every year from year to year. The lesson that just sucks. (laughs) Which lesson sucks? (laughs) And and then we can take that and and build on it and say, how do we add some entrepreneurial mindsets? How do we do some more experiential activities? And we can turn that thing that sucks into something that might be your very favorite 
activity for the whole year. Uh, we do it that way. And, and if every teacher does one thing, then every, every student in the school gets some sort of entrepreneurial experience or activity during the year. But that's one model. Um, for every school that we, um, how many schools are we up to now, Amber? Um, over 70 have earned the designation, I think. Awesome. Awesome. Yes. So in, in over 70 schools, everyone is different. <laughs> Even schools that do similar things, they're always different. So another thing that a lot of schools have done to bring these entrepreneurial experiences to every student are do the, they do like a whole school market day or, or a field day where they, the kids participate in activities throughout the day. We also have schools, you know, with this market day, the, the students will develop products and they'll sell them during the market day and the school will bring the community in parents in and that's usually pretty lucrative for the school because what parents not going to buy their kids <laughs> their kids slime <laughs> right the variety of products and things that the kids come up with is really interesting and it's it's not so much about the product it's about the process that they went through and so we help schools when they're developing these market days we help them figure out okay Take, don't just tell the kid, you know, hey, here's something to sell, go sell it. We want the, we want the students to go through that process of, you know, how much is it going to cost to make? What, you know, where's my return on investment? Where's my break-even point? What do I, you know, how many do I need to sell? What, who am I going to sell this to? The, the whole thinking through that entire sales cycle process. We've even had students, um, because we've had some additional grant funding from local, you know, local foundations, uh, local to the schools that we're working and a different, different little pot of money where um, students have actually been able to pitch their idea and get the, some of the seed funding to, you know, be able to buy their raw materials to make their products. So that's, that's another model. And it's, it's really cool to see what some of these kids come up with. Um, I do have a shelf of pet rocks because that was a big a big ticket item last year. <laughs> huge, huge need, huge demand. That rocks. <laughs> it's not, you know, it, it's you know, it's not getting to that that higher, higher level. Um, but when you were talking about elementary school students, that really is their first introduction into entrepreneurship, and that then the next year when schools go through the process, it it grows and it, and they build on it. And we have schools that have been doing this now for for three plus years, and every year they're they're products are, are more innovative. They, they're, they're starting to really get it. The kids are really starting to understand that process. Oh gosh. And then, and, you know, we have schools in our network that um, middle schools do this a lot where they will have, they have teams. A lot of middle schools are, are in teams. So each team of teachers in each grade will develop a sort of a consistent entrepreneurial theme throughout their, you know, whatever unit that the kids are studying. So if there's like a social studies unit, they'll have a theme. And so the, the theme will carry through from, you know, social studies class to English class to math class. And so they're building this consistent uh, overarching entrepreneurial theme throughout their, um, throughout their curriculum. And then we have, we have schools that do project-based learning, which is a great STEM and project-based learning is a great place to connect entrepreneurship to because it's like peanut butter and jelly. They, <laughs> they go together, they go together so well. Um, I, I often tell teachers that if you're doing STEM or project-based learning or design, design thinking, entrepreneurship is the next question. Yes. So it's, okay, I've just, you know, I've, we've just done this circuit and built this robot. So in the, in real life, what would you do next? 
you would have to get it out to people. You would have to get it into people's hands and you'd have to get feedback and you'd have to go back to the drawing board generally and reiterate. And, and it's, it's that next deeper piece of that process for STEM and, and project-based learning. So we have schools that already, that were already doing uh, project-based learning units. And so then they just took those units and pushed them and made them more entrepreneurial, which is really just adding that extra piece. So for, as EntreEd, we work with the schools to figure out what's going to make the most sense for that school, those teachers, their students, that community. And then we work to help them build the entrepreneurial activities around that. We never just give anybody a boilerplate and say, here's exactly what you need to do. We make sure that the teachers have autonomy in what they're going to give to their kids. A big part of the entrepreneurial mindset is that student ownership. Students can't be what they can't see. So if we don't give the teachers the autonomy to figure out what makes sense in their classroom, we can't expect them to give that to their students as well. So that's essentially what America's Entrepreneurial Schools does. And if any, if anybody listening is interested in, in learning more, please, please contact EntreEd and me, and I, we will give you all of that information at the end. What we've seen through this program and the students who've been involved is that they are so much more aware and, and you know, aware of their options and opportunities. We don't necessarily push that you have to start your own business, but we give that to students as an option through this through this process. I think, and Amber, you can probably agree with this, throughout my entire academic career from kindergarten on, <laughs> nobody ever said to me, what do you want your life to look like? It mm -hmm. was, what do you want to be when you grow up? What job do you want to do? And so it was always this understanding that I had to have a job and, and whatever field I was interested in, I had to find this job and wherever that job was is where I needed to go. Yeah. And so I never gave a th any, really any thought to, do I want to live at the beach or do I want to live in the Arctic or whatever, <laughs> or whatever. It was always about, okay, I need to have a job. And so wherever the job is, that's where I'm going to, that's where I'll be. And what that's a really difficult thing when, you know, you have kids that, that are in rural communities or a community where they don't really see a way out and they might want to stay in those. So some of those places are beautiful and their family is there and they, and they don't necessarily want to leave, but they have this, this feeling and this because of school, because of people just telling them, I have to leave if I want a good job. And so what we try to bring to students is you might not have to, you could, yeah. you might be able to, to create your job where you live or in the place you want to live. And it's just about finding those opportunities and filling, you know, filling needs in your community or wherever it is that you want to be. And, you know, it's pie in the sky, but you can actually do work that you love. And so we try to bring that, that's what we're bringing to the schools and really just fortifying these kids with entrepreneurial mindsets because whether they become a, you know, whether they become an entrepreneur and start their own business or whether they go to work for somebody else, those, those skills and mindsets will carry them for the rest of their lives. So that's what we do and why we do it. And again, please contact EntreEd if, if you think that your school might be interested in learning more. We work with schools all over the country, so we're, we're very happy to talk with you about that. It would be 
very important for us because we get this question a lot is like, how do you assess that? Right. Because it's so hard to assess entrepreneurship education. And we want to really stress that like, there is not a lot of scholarly research out there with tools to assess entrepreneurship education because it's so new and it's so hard to define because it's different for every single individual student. It's different for every teacher, how they've implemented that. So like one of the biggest questions we get in terms of assessment is we're really good at telling our reach, like how many students we've reached, how many schools, but the impact is a little bit harder and it's hard for any organization. So I want to talk a little bit about assessment because I know at Andra Ed, we've been working on creating some locally constructed tools that demonstrate growth in entrepreneurial mindset and entrepreneurship concepts. And those are pretty like generic pre and post surveys. But I want to stress that the America's Entrepreneurial Schools, because it's aligned to classroom curriculum, every teacher has assessment in the form of summative or formative assessment for every lesson they do. It's just how they work. And so based on that kind of approach, we've had a lot of teachers demonstrate improvement in their actual core curriculum and the engagement and tenacity of their students. And so I really want to stress that for the people that are listening, when you're asked, like, how do you measure entrepreneurship education? um, We will have survey items that are just pretty like to show growth in, in certain areas like mindset and engagement and that kind of stuff. But also ask the teachers, because if you're seeing an improvement in the core curriculum, when you do an entrepreneurship based lesson, that's improvement in our opinion. So I really want to stress that. And Toy, I don't know if you have any, this is one of our biggest hurdles. I think anybody listening that's in this space knows assessment is hard. <laughs> it, it really is. And I'm glad that you brought that up, Amber. It's such an interesting area because we do get reports from our, our teachers about, wow, you know, that when we ask, when we ask teachers to build onto that thing that sucks, that part of the curriculum that they hate to teach, and then all of a sudden it, it skyrockets and it ends up being like the best lesson of the whole year. <laughs> so yeah. we, get, we get reports like that and that's really great anecdotal information. We've also had some reports from some of our high schools that they're, that kids now suddenly are interested in, in post-secondary training in some way that weren't before. Those are all anecdotal. We are, you know, we are working diligently to try to figure out a way to capture some actual quantitative data um, around, around the assessment of entrepreneurship. But the, the difficult part comes in that we have, you know, when you think about entrepreneurship classes, they're generally marketing, accounting, financial literacy, those kinds of things, which are really great. And those things are easy to assess. There's some very basic business. And they have a curriculum. And, like, a curriculum. And, and you're testing against a curriculum that exists where we're just trying to shift instructional methods. And so, yeah, we complete, we know, <laughs> we know it's difficult, but we're working on it. But I mean, the, the info is there, the data is there that it's working. So, yeah. And I mean, in any teacher, we, any, any school that we've worked with, the, the teachers will come back and tell us that this was such a great implementation because they, you know, they, they were able to really rethink some of the things that they're doing in their classroom and it starts to, it starts to spread out. So, you know, I do one thing this year and it was really great. And then I'm going to pick something else and I'm going to do, I'm going to do two things next year or, or five things. And we have schools that have teachers that have really shifted the way that they're, they're teaching and they're doing a whole lot more experiential learning. They're doing a whole lot more design thinking and they're still teaching 
all of their math standards, all of their English standards, they're still, they're still meeting their, their mark, but it's just a, it's, it's changed the classrooms in many, many places. And it's a, such a beautiful thing to see. So yeah. that's, that's, you know, where we, where we are trying to figure out a way to, to put some actual numbers around, you know, <laughs> scores around that. It's, it, it doesn't really fit with an entrepreneurial mindset to, <laughs> to have an assessment. Darn of- education standard. <laughs> so. It's, yeah. No, I, I just wanted to highlight that because I think that's like probably the number one question, right? Is, and we get that all the time is when we're talking about this, like, how do you prove it works? And I mean, we know it does. It's just um, the assessment piece is a little bit outdated for us to try to like work with that. So yeah, absolutely. And we wanted to talk about, you know, based on what the American Entrepreneurial Schools designation and assessment and like talking about aligning it to your classroom, we wanted to really showcase some of the speakers at this year's forum, because just based on testimonials from previous schools, from different programs that have kind of come out of the forum, that's a really good place for you to kickstart entrepreneurship initiatives in your school. The EntreEd Forum is a three-day conference that takes place every fall around entrepreneurship education. It's for education in a broad sense, K-12 to higher ed, three days of sharing, networking with other teachers interested in this, We have inspiring keynote speakers. We have hands-on breakout sessions where you'll learn best practices and resources. We have a design thinking workshop. So you'll learn how to embrace that kind of mindset when you're designing different strategies for your classroom. And then we end it with an educator pitch contest where we give you money (laughs) for entrepreneurship projects. And so it's a really cool, I mean, it's just an experiential three days. I've been a blessed to be a part of like the development of it over the last couple of years. Toy, I know you've done a lot of different workshops as part of it. So it's just cool. It's cool it, is, time. it is not your grandma's education conference. <laughs> I will tell you that it is. If you're planning on being comfortable and sitting in a seat, um, you might not be a conference for you because <laughs> it is a great three days and a lot of movement, a lot of, of learning. I think Amber's going to talk about some of the speakers, maybe if you wouldn't mind doing that. Yeah. Um, but one of the things that's, that's really, really cool about the forum is a lot of schools get started with America's Entrepreneurial Schools by coming to the forum because it's essentially the training um, that you would get. So come to the forum and then, and then you don't necessarily need to have one of us come out because you're going to get all of the information you need to get started and connect with all of the folks at EntreEd who can help you do that at your school. So it's, a, it's just a, I mean, it really is. It's the, it's the most, I'm biased but it is the most fun conference I've ever been to. Hey, we have testimony that was like, that says this is the most impactful conference that they've been to in their educational careers, which is huge. I mean, think about how many conferences that teachers have to go to where it's just sit and learn, right? Like sit and, and absorb, but no, we don't like to do that. So this is no preference people. I'm just going to highlight some random speakers. I am not prioritizing anybody over anybody else. <laughs> But there's a lot of them, and I don't want to look like I'm playing favorites. So our first keynote is something that's really somebody that's really important. She couldn't make it last year, and she's very good friends with Jean Colson, who is EntreEd's executive director, and that's Dr. Pam Moran. She is the author of Timeless Learning, which is a book on revolutionizing your school culture around entrepreneurship and project-based learning. Uh, she's a former superintendent for Albemarle Public Schools in Virginia, which is if you've never heard of Albemarle Public Schools, I don't know if I'm saying that right. Ab- 
we'll, we'll assume everyone, everyone listening will assume I'm saying this correctly. Um, if, if you're listening and you know how to say it correctly, please let us know. But that public school district, and I think the key is public schools, right? Like has completely changed how they've done their education experience for students. Like they do project-based learning. They have all hands-on experiential classes. Like it is incredible. They have entrepreneurial programming and all kinds of things. And um, Dr. Moran will be with us to share what she's doing along with her co-author, Ira Sokol of Timeless Learning. So we're really excited to have her there for that. And then we have some of our good friends who have already been on the podcast. So you heard from Kristen Dunn. She's showing you how to do a progression of entrepreneurial activity in K-12 classrooms. Brian Weisfeld, the gentleman from the Startup Squad, he's talking about how Common Core aligns with the entrepreneurial mindset. So talking about standards and how we have to work with them, a lot of these sessions are aligned specifically to that. We have a lot of good speakers talking on the connection between STEM and entrepreneurship, including Neil Arnett, who actually won one of the awards from the pitch contest last year. And he's in America's Entrepreneurial School for the Collaboratory, which is his library makerspace, where he does a lot of entrepreneurship-focused events. I'm just going to keep rambling, everyone. I apologize. Toy, please stop me if I go too much. Because no, <laughs> I'm just... I'm like fired up about it because we have a really cool lineup of people and I'm sorry if you're not featured right now, we'll probably have you as a podcast guest. There's this really cool keynote from Laura Janusek of Modern Teacher where we're talking about how tech workplace trends are actually being adopted by education and how that kind of strategy that tech environments have adopted in terms of iteration and different um, experimental entrepreneurial processes are coming into education. So that's kind of really transformative for leadership and for classroom teachers to learn how to adopt some of those practices and in your instructional methods. I'm really excited about that one. And then do you want to talk about your folks from New Jersey are coming? Oh, great. Did you know? <laughs> did, did you know that? I didn't know. I, I know that they wanted to. I didn't know that they, they had signed up to come already, but. Yeah, yeah, so they're sharing, it's Gateway Regional High, and they're sharing how they infused an entrepreneurial culture um, across the board. So do you want to talk like very briefly about what they did? And Yeah. I, I know it's one of our star stellar schools. Yeah, the, this Gateway Regional um, in New Jersey, it was kind of a, kind of a, a heart heart thing for me because they are right next door to where I grew up. And so I had like, I felt like I was back home for a little bit of time, but they were really interested in becoming an America's entrepreneurial school. We went in and did a really, really amazing training with all of their teachers. I think we had over 200 teachers that day. Um, and then followed up a few times, uh, talked to some teachers who had missed that training day and, um, went back and just to, to check out projects and the, this school I, I think I mentioned before, you know, we have schools that just do one thing and then they build on it every year. This school went bananas. <laughs> they, <laughs> like, slow down. They really did. If you could paint the picture of an ideal school that went from zero to hero in, in under six months, it really was the, this school. They, they, they completely flipped the way that not just the, the way that they teach, the way that they, like Amber was saying, the way that they deliver their content, the, the students were really engaged. I mean, they had everything like from, and this is from that, that particular school, it's middle school and high school, but then their feeder elementary schools also 
were part of this process as well. So they're all America's entrepreneurial schools, but oh gosh, definitely will be really exciting to hear from them and, and how they, they did that, that process. They went through that process was amazing. They have great leadership and really great teachers that took it and run with it. And I, it was such a fun that even that first training was so fun with them. They, they really got into all we, I do a lot of silly stuff in my training and they really got into it. They embraced <laughs> so. it. We like, we love when people, when our educators embrace that kind of craziness, because that's what our forums like too. Like it's going to be, I mean, hands-on and it'll be silly in some of these breakouts just because of the nature of what they're presenting, but it's fun. It's, I mean, it's a good time. We also always like to feature real entrepreneurs themselves. And not to say that educators are not, because you are, as an educator, you are an entrepreneur, but we always like to kind of have a lunch speaker that tells an entrepreneurial story. And this year we have a really cool lunch panel actually of, and from the network of entrepreneurial women. Uh, they're based all throughout Kentucky. We have five different women that'll be speaking and telling their stories. So we're really excited about that one. And then if you remember from the last episode, Andy Gold, will be leading our design thinking workshop. So, and along with his colleague, Beth Curley, who he mentioned. So they do an incredible job with that. I know um, we got a little bit of glimpse of that at the NACI forum, the NACI conference last year, um, Andy and Beth working together. So that'll be really exciting. And then Toy, I don't know if you knew this either. We are the Sunday keynote. <laughs> Did you know that? Yeah. <laughs> so it's um, me, you and Jen, who oh, Jennifer is Mike. Yeah. <laughs> So good luck, everyone. No, I'm just kidding. Oh, everyone's going to want to come to this one. Yeah, we're going to get fired up. So we're, we're going to be talking yeah. about funding your eShip yeah. initiative. So how to, you know, get, get funding to support your entrepreneurship initiative um, in your school or classroom. And so we're really excited about that. We're fired up about funding, as always. Um, and then it'll and, go into the pitch contest. I want to, I want to like kind of go back a little bit on the, the funding because I've meant, I mentioned it and Amber's mentioned it. It doesn't cost very much money to be become involved in America's entrepreneurial schools. And depending on how, how much you need uh, a support from EntreEd, it, there's, it's, it's tiered. Yeah. So, you know, some schools have, don't need very much support. Um, some, you know, that have great teacher leaders that, that kind of take the reins. And then some schools really want that extra level of support from us, but even still it's, it's not super expensive. And so we try to, if the school needs needs some assistance, we try to help them find some funding. We you know we do we do what we can to help find some local businesses to connect to or you know community foundations, different things. So that's and that's kind of what we'd, what we'd be talking about on Sunday is how how you go about doing that. If you're sitting there going, oh, I'm a teacher and this sounds really great, but you know I don't have a, a coffee can of cash laying around. <laughs> There are really creative ways to get this started in your school. Yeah, I think that's really important that we highlight that. Like America's Entrepreneurial Schools, the designation is actually super affordable. And once you receive that designation, you are then in our like collection of schools that are eligible for further programming and funding. So there's, it's kind of like a community that we've built. And then I also want to stress, like when we talk on Sunday, we'll be talking about how can you get startup funding to start entrepreneurship projects on site as well. And a lot of those are self-sustaining and profitable immediately. Like we have, uh, we'll share some examples of schools that have, you know, with a small amount of money, maybe like just to get a few resources, created these products that they then sold 
at profit and made enough money to then continue and kickstart other initiatives. So that a lot of, I mean, entrepreneurship and education in general is inherently self-sustaining because you're making money. It's not like you're just getting, taking a field trip there. There's no money involved. So we're excited to talk about that from kind of two levels. Like how do you fund America's entrepreneurial schools and how do you find like specific projects on site? I think it'll be really, really cool for people, especially because that leads right into the pitch contest where you have the opportunity to win some of that startup funding for your own projects. So yeah, we're excited. We hope that everyone will um, consider joining us. That is September 27th through the 29th in Lexington, Kentucky. And we have a lot of really cool partnerships in Lexington that we're hoping the teachers can attend and share what they're, they're doing in their own classrooms as well. I do want to say a quick note here. We have a promo code. This is our first promo code as a podcast. We should just highlight this. Promo code <laughs> ENTRETALK. It's funny because it's like our own podcast, <laughs> our own event, but it's a promo code, whatever. If you use code ENTRETALK at entra-edevents.org, you'll get $50 off both the early bird ticket and the regular price ticket when those go live on August 1st. So that deadline's coming up quick. If you want to get the best bang for your buck, um, I would use EntreTalk for the early bird discount. Tell everyone again what the event site is to register. Yeah, it is Entra, so E-N-T-R-E dash ed, E-D, events, E-V-E-N-T-S dot org. I know people can spell, but I talk really fast. Entra-edevents.org. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be a great conference. So please do go check that out if you're interested. And, and also, if you want to get in touch with Entra Ed in general to find out more about, about America's Entrepreneurial Schools or any of the other things that, that we're working on, um, very simply, you can go to entra-ed.org. It's same, same, same as the uh, form, E-N-T-R-E dash ed.org and um, you can contact me i am just toy t-o-i at <laughs> entra dash ed.org <laughs> also um if you, you if you are on the website and you want you know you want more information there are plenty of places you can click and fill out a very quick uh, form and it will redirect you so we, we will have somebody get in touch with you about that and we do yeah. have lots of resources on that website for teachers to, to use as freely as you want to. And, um, you know, you can take some of the ready-made things and take them right to your classroom. So that's a, it's a, it's a good place to start to, to get a jumping off point. So, yeah. And we just relaunched that website. So we're continuously adding new resources to like that. We just launched a new design. So that is um, constantly being updated and we're really excited about that. Also, if you follow us on Twitter, it's at um, EntraTalk. And we um, will always tag like whatever websites we've referenced and both Toy and I's Twitter handles so you can get in touch with us that way as well. But thank you guys for listening. I know we haven't, didn't have a, I think this was a, this was fun. I enjoyed talking. We're awesome. We are so, we're so <laughs> fun. <laughs> we love our guests, but it's fine. We're <laughs> awesome. We really, we should, it's been good. I so. you guys think so too. <laughs> Uh, we are gonna do we are gonna do a couple of episodes I think coming up where where I am gonna get to interview Amber and then she's gonna get to interview me so you'll get to find a little bit more about us and all the wacky things that we that we do so that yeah, we're kind of we're a little weird I think they'll like it <laughs> like, 
we've had some crazy things. Hey, that speak have for yourself. I'm not weird at all. <laughs> It'll be good. <laughs> but yeah, no, thank you everyone for listening. We hope to um, meet you in person at the forum this fall. We're really excited. And thank you all for just joining us weekly. Um, it's been a blast to, you know, grow this podcast and we're just super excited to see where it goes. Yeah. Thanks guys. Have an thank awesome you. rest of your day, wherever you are.